live now in welcome to new realities i'm alan steinfeld and i'm being joined by two of my very good friends people who i've been collaborating with over the last few years about our evolution where are we going as a race of humans that are opening up to other levels of consciousness and that's really what i want this portion of the program to discuss that we are being downloaded but and, and that's why i have geraldine orozco neo gar from portal to ascension um and just for people watching sometimes it's confusing i think when you know like sometimes you're sitting in meditation you're getting these things coming into you and how do you know what is the highest essence to go to? How do you know, you know, you get like, for instance, I know a guy who was channeling and his channel said, go to Sedona and it's the center of the universe. And then the channel said, no, leave Sedona now. And he was really set in Sedona. So, you know, I mean, and we'll get into this when Marina shows up, but how much free will, like Geraldine, why don't you like talk about that, especially in the higher consciousness fields, what's impulse, what's, you know, higher guidance, what's just, um, you know, feels good. I mean, how do you make those distinctions? And maybe there's no formula, but what do you say? Yeah. Well, you know, when we're talking about discernment and when we're talking about trying to uh, define whether what we're experiencing is coming from a higher place or perhaps more instinctual place. I think that's kind of the differentiation that we need to make. What I've discovered, um, not just through the discovery and review of my own physical body, you know, and how it responds to information, which requires a little bit of cultivation of awareness of yourself first, you know. So when you're sitting in meditation, oftentimes we're trained to come into a state of observation. And it's through that practice of observation that you can kind of begin to understand the subtleties of yourself. And when you're beginning to respond to something and you're reacting to it as opposed to just observing. Um, I talk a lot about the mechanics of the physical body, the multidimensionality of the physical body in that our environment and the things that we're experiencing, whether they're tangible or not, physical, non-physical, we are we are processing that data through our entire body, which is not just the physical. We are this organism that is made up of different dimensional layers of ourselves and they function like antennas that kind of process information and organize it in the system according to our resonance according to our understanding of that data how we have experienced that data in the past and also it is a projection of information that we have stored within our data within our dna literally wait, wait, let's just break that down for sorry i didn't mean to interrupt sure, let's sure. break it down so start with that thing about the body and the data let's just mm -hmm. break it down so people so i get it and maybe people so what was the first thing you said that we are storing this so essentially the human organism is is um a fractal of infinite consciousness right but in that fractal of infinite consciousness what holds this massive amount of information and translates it into data that's accessible to us in this dimensional plane is through our genetic information, the genetic code, the DNA that holds and stores the, pr the 
printing that prints the protein that creates your hologram and also um, the information that is stored through different systems of the body, including your nervous system, muscle well, let me just uh, Let's take it down one step at a time, just so I can sure. integrate what you said. So you're saying the information that comes to us is stored within our genetic um, composition. Neil, jump in too, if you... Uh, but I think the information that comes to us from my perspective is based on the conditioning of the human mind and also, there's an yeah. infinite yeah. amount of information coming into us but what we may recognize is the part that we've been programmed to cognize. I said you can't recognize something unless you've had cognition. I think that's all about um, mindset and manipulation and education, you know? Correct. Exactly. So yes, that, that would be the next step of the information. So basically, we keep all that information within us. But from birth until, you know, whatever age we're at, the data that is stored there is basically how we have perceived how we have experienced the external world. And then that's stored within the memory of the body and it's stored the memory of the body is a holographic field and it's made up of physical non physical aspects of ourselves. So for example, when something occurs and triggers something, we immediately respond pulling from that file data bank of our system and we respond to it according to what we know, uh, and recognize cognize as how we should respond to those experiences. So this is in the physical realm. Now, when we're going into, let's say, the astral plane, when we're leaving the body and exploring uh, other interdimensional aspects of ourselves, the process still functions the same way. The thing is that we want to try to deprogram as much of that, let's say, manipulation, those base programs that are, are uh, implemented into us or, or that we're indoctrinated into uh, belief systems that are limiting. We need to try to deprogram from those belief systems so that we can access the core of who you are beyond just that programming. Right, and that's what I say. Those belief systems are programmed by the matrix, the yes. the global matrix that keeps us in a very limited perspective. Do you exactly. think so, Neil, on, from your opinion? Like, yeah. how do we break out? Yeah, so I feel that we live within a certain bandwidth of frequency, and that's what I kind of look at dimensions as is, and densities, is bandwidths of frequencies. And I don't even like really saying higher or lower, it's more like harmonic or disharmonic kind of frequencies that you can be at. And within that limitation that we have, that's just a construct that we have the ability to transcend and break free from. And the more that we remember who we are and our true potential, we're able to do that. Um, speak on Speaking on the holographic um, potential that we have that Geraldine's speaking of, um, technically like a hologram is basically phasing in and out of reality. Now on the subatomic level, our at subatomic particles phase in and out of reality. That's been like seen now. We've been able to see that and quantify that through science. So technically we're operating just like a hologram, but we see ourselves and perceive ourselves as solid matter. So if that's the case that we are, and I like to say an organic holographic representation of consciousness, if we are that, then what else is possible if, if what we're seeing is this construct that we've created within this matrix computer program what happens when we transcend that um that construct what can we do then and that's when we go into movies like the matrix you know where you literally transcend and break free from the matrix and you're able to like stop bullets in midair or whatever but i believe that the human body is capable of um, probably infinite amount of um, things, you know, in regards to 
what we might even perceive as magic. And it all has to do with us really transcending the belief around being within this construct, being limited, limited. So back to thanks, Neil. That's great. And so back to you. So you're saying, Geraldine, just so I can integrate into my, we have this program within our DNA, within our body, that's accessible through the conscious mind, the conscious will, but then, and we're, we're ongoing though, how do we access more that's beyond the limits that have been put on our lineage, let's say, because the lineage comes from a particular limitation. So how does that expand beyond that? Yeah. Yeah. So all of our, all of these repetitive programs that we want to try to first understand what they are. Most of us are running on a few main programs. So once we can identify that, and it's quite easy to identify it. Usually it's the things that trigger us throughout our day in the physical plane. Once we understand how to transcend that, and we transcend it by unpacking and broadening our perspective of those experiences, this is how we can begin to kind of shift from just um, the idea that uh, you are uh, a product or trapped or even, even that you have defined an identity for yourself from those experiences into something that's now more fluid. And you can now come into a state of observation. So once you shift from that as an observer in all your earthly experiences, this will be a powerful tool for you to begin to transcend in the next level. And this is kind of like the topic that we want to get into about interdimensionality and free will, because we're kind of experiencing this and we need to, as humans, experience it in the terrestrial, this what we think is a three-dimensional plane, and then in other dimensions as we as we broaden our perspective as this human organism that is experiencing all dimensional planes, right? So um, as we reach up to these levels, your ability to understand that the as soon as sometimes when emotion comes into your perception, oftentimes it taints what we're experiencing. And mm -hmm. that's something that we need to learn to master. Emotions are just tools to help us process and navigate our experience, but they're not meant to basically be defined as your your end experience. And that's something that a lot of us have a hard time doing. But oh, go ahead. I know I disagree with some of that. Maybe we're having different definitions because there's emotion, and then there's feeling. I think what you're calling emotion is the drama, you know, the reaction. But moment to moment, at least according to the teachings I was, we are feeling existence, and those feelings are. I mean not with dramatic emotions but but awareness each moment is a feeling sensation so i just want to make a distinction for me between yeah. emotions which are these really hardcore expressions of feeling and the feeling sense that i feel the soul is recording reality is is recording incarnational existence in every moment in the akashic field or whatever you want to call that but the soul understands reality by its feeling sensation. Would you agree right. with that? Um, well, uh, well, I think it's important to make a differentiation because our, our human body is an instrument that utilizes the five senses, our mm -hmm. senses, in order to process information. The soul is, I mean, it, it is, it's the life force that feeds into this projection. But when we experience something, um, 
the first, we have many layers of the body, the first, second, third layer of the body. Each one of those processes information differently, and it's based on vibrational frequency. So right. the, 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 the density of the frequency of the experience that you're experiencing will be processed by this energetic field, and then the organs in the body, including your endocrine system, and it will inform which systems have to react in which way. Emotions are quite, they're, they're very much chemical reactions right. in the physical body. So for example, if it's fear, it's going to cause this adrenaline or whatever can happen in the body, and then we will respond to that. But I think uh, this, this uh, senses that you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, the, it's like... It's, I'm yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What you're saying, it's what? Well, it's, it's what we want to do is is try to come from a place of neutrality and just observe all things right. that are happening because the right. soul is, I mean, that's the life force. It's the life force that is feeding into this system. And, and this is a very complex system of translation of information, yeah. I, I think. Right. But how does the soul register experience except through a feeling? When I say feeling, I mean... Conscious awareness. What are you saying, Neil? Yeah. Yeah. If I could jump in here, yeah. because um, as always, it's paradoxical. <laughs> because all right, so for example, you could be sad because you think that you're not worthy, and be like, "I'm so sad. I'm not worthy. Life sucks." Or you could be you could be sad and allow yourself to feel the sadness because you know you have hurt and pain from childhood traumas of not being worthy but still be at a neutral polarity where you allow yourself to feel it, but you don't allow yourself to get triggered by it. Right. And well, that's part so, of it. Yes. So like, yeah. I feel that um, because I practice Vipassana meditation and I've done like 10, 10 day sound meditation retreats. And, and I tell people about equanimity and the whole thing. And I've had a lot of people say to me, well, that seems like spiritual bypassing because you, once you're at, once you're neutral, once you're neutral, how are you going to take any action towards affecting and helping things and the starving kids in Africa? I've even had that once to me, right? And it's like um, the best way to do something from a place of balance is to be at that neutral observer's point, allow yourself to feel the pain, but don't allow yourself to be like, if you're angry at someone, right? I'm angry, I hate you. Or you're angry at that person, allow yourself to feel the anger, right? And don't block it away. So I think yeah, and you don't have to act on it either. If you're feeling anger, right. it doesn't mean you have to go out and do something. You can just feel the anger. But no, you're right, Neil. And so by observing it, you actually acknowledge it by, and, and exactly. transcend it. Is that what you're saying, basically? Neil? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Neil. No, go ahead. Sure. Go ahead, Neil. Well, you know, no, no, I just, I want to just talk about that because it's super important and people always get confused with that about emotions. Now, because emotions are vibrational frequencies and our system is processing them, the majority of us, we are, all we do when something happens is that we go to the memory bank of a, a tra traumatic moment that, that is being triggered by that experience. Usually if we have a trigger, it's because it's linked to a traumatic memory or a memory of unprocessed similar emotion from a past time right so we pull from that data bank and the experience that we feel we immediately from that information want to react according to what we already know and the majority of the people uh, will feel that emotion and because it's so intense and because we haven't sat with ourselves to actually even experience the emotion spend the majority of our time 
avoiding the emotion. And so that's what reaction ends up being. That's what the rest of our life ends up being. And then we end up with illness oftentimes or sickness or imbalances or depression or, you know, the inversion of that experience because we haven't learned how to feel and and process the emotion properly. In order to process an emotion, we have to feel the emotion in the body to its intensity. And from that intensity, begin to understand the layers that can arise from those. And that is actually jam-packed with all kinds of information about previous experiences, all kinds of understandings that will help you process the experience that's happening. This is the work that's essential for humans to do in order to be able to be able to even come to a neutral point, right? So this is you know what? I think that's, go ahead, sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah. No, 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 just without that work, you will never be able to reach neutrality because we don't even understand our own emotions. Emotions, yeah. one emotion is layered with other information. And, and what you end up realizing when you do that work is that we're kind of choosing constantly between two main emotions, fear and love, actually. And one is either creative and one is counter creative so uh when we when we are choosing from those emotions our life takes form based on where we're putting our our intention and our attention mostly on either we're quite creative or we're counter creative so just going back to your original question about discernment when we have a lot of these unprocessed emotions unfortunately you're not looking at things as a holistic truth you're only looking at one perspective that is based on one or or many experiences that continue to inform that same perspective and your your perspective becomes limited so the idea is that as you unravel that your perspective broadens and you can come into a more a broader view of, of everything that you're experiencing terrestrially interdimensionally and discernment then becomes clearer for you and more aligned with truth which is neutral Go ahead. yeah no i agree with everything you're saying i think that's the process of our owning the emotions owning the human experience is coming to be at peace with these strong um impacts that we have on experience the thing that I'm interested also in is talking about the moment-to-moment experience as we register that in the Akashic field of the soul. So right now, we're having an experience, we're all having different experiences, but I am have a sense and a feeling awareness about this moment. And I, feel, and I think and feel that that feeling sense of this moment is what's registered uh, as as soul value each moment moment to moment of course then there's strong emotion someone says something to you or you react or something but each moment basically is full of these sensations of incarnational experience that are recorded in the soul as as feelings, as feelings. That's what I'm saying. The base of human experience is feeling, not necessarily emotion. We have emotions, but the this is just how I'm interpreting it. So this, it's to be in that same feeling awareness all the time, no matter what the universe is throwing at you, right? So it's like, but that's my belief, that the feeling awareness is the Akashic record that the soul records about 
its conscious experience in the world. Would, would you agree with that? Or you have a different... I'm just open. I'm just making it up as I go along. But what, what, would, what would you say, Geraldine, about the moment-to-moment -moment experience of incarnation? The moment-to-moment... -moment, well, the thing is that uh, the, way, the way I see it, it's very similar to you, really, in that, I mean, everything is being recorded in our multidimensionality at all times. I mean, we are pulling data from our DNA, which is informing what's going to print out this hologram, how this hologram will present itself, how it will respond to things. But the more we clear up the cyclical ancestral programs of the matrix, um, uh, you know, we're, we have a DNA, right? The, the holographic DNA that makes up this body. But within the construct of our multidimensionality, we are connected to the Earth grid, which is also has its own DNA, its own, its own history. Um, and then, of course, the Matrix multiverse, which has its own kind of DNA that we are also, we are pulling from that information. It is us. We are an expression of that. And we experience within ourselves all of these layers of our interdimensionality. So everything is recorded and it's also expressed. The idea that we want to do is try to move mm -hmm. from, um, uh, let's say, a puppet and a product of our experiences into right. the creator self. And the creator self is no longer reliving the, the repetitive patterns. Now they've become the creator, which can only occur when they come into a state of, of neutrality where you're kind of... Um, you're not going through those same cyclical patterns. Everything that is in our multidimensional body, we are recording 360 degrees, even the things that we're not even aware of. And even in dream time, all of that is within the body. Um, so when, when you say feeling, I think uh, it's the senses that helps us translate and process those experiences through vibrational frequency because we are, we're like an instrument. We're kind of uh, exploring frequencies, you know, through all our yeah. daily experiences and also in dream time when we leave the body. But how is it recorded? I'm interested in the nature okay. of the recording of the soul. And I'm saying it's recorded in feeling, not thought, not even the details of experience, which is connected to feeling. But how do you feel or sense that recording is made? And how does, I mean, how does the soul mm -hmm. encode it so, for eternity? Yeah. So basically... Um, what we think is feeling, again, we're talking about the sensory body because only the human physical body can, can feel and translate that into a feeling. It, the feeling is the nervous system. It's a physical response. Right. Um, but what, what it is in the higher level is frequency. Right. So it's okay. frequency that that's actually what it is. And and the frequency, just like all data and all information, just the way your 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 body that's writing DNA, literally when an illness or a virus comes into the body, for example, um, based on your immune system, based on all of that, by primarily the connection to yourself, the mind body connection, you can choose to take that virus into the body or to choose to block the effects of that virus in the body as well. Okay, so if you think about that, we have the ability of mind over body. We master this experience. So we can tell what can be written in our genetic code. We can tell what we take on. Um, and this occurs in the physical and in the interdimensional. We can choose that. So right. if you choose that, that means that you have the mastery to fine tune the frequency of this organism, of this expression, 
um, in all dimensional planes and it's recorded like rings of a tree are recording all of its environment the human body as well in the genetic code is right. recording in the dna everything that is occurring in and around it just just right, but it's it not just freak i mean frequency yes but how do we we need to have an interface to become aware of the frequency so it's not just data in the body it's right. conscious interface with the data this is what i'm calling feelings but maybe there's a better right. word okay. We're calling. What's Ger that? If you, Geraldine, if you want to answer, go. You mean no, follow ahead, up please. with what Alan just said? I want to say well, something. Go ahead, Neil. So, okay, when I hear the words "recorded," I feel like everything in multiversal creation is recorded, right? Yeah. There are beings out there that don't have the feelings we do. Um, mm -hmm. If you even look at Bashar's awareness, he says we're the only third-dimensional planet with the full range of emotions, which is why they're so interested in us, right? Uh, if you believe in the whole gray story and they don't have the ability to connect, but it's still being recorded because, uh, first of all, time doesn't exist. So everything's happening at the same moment. Right. Time isn't linear. It exists within this hologram. But then so if everything's being recorded for what? For source. Source is original one. I want to experience myself infinitely in all ways possible. And it wants to it remembers all of that. So the feelings that we have because of who we are as humans is just one type of data set reporting back to source. There's right. many different types of data sets going back there. Where that unique expression that have those feelings, other ones may have feelings as well. Now, I just want to say one more thing, because I feel the best analogy is the Vipassana centers for this, because mm -hmm. this, like, just see if you can, you, I know you'll get this one, but let me explain it real quick. Yeah. So, okay. Vipassana, um, long story short, um, Buddha's original meditation technique, centers all over the world, donation or um, donation or for free because they're trying to go with original Buddha principles. And they teach you the Vipassana technique, which is the technique that Buddha um, used in order to transcend reality or transcend this dimension and bring down like this harmonic vibration that he ended up going around the world to preach. The first three days, all you do is sit there. It's a, a conscious meditation. And all you do is feel the sensation of the oxygen leaving your nose and touching your nostrils in the upper lip. It's all you do. And then you start feeling and going from the top of your head all the way to your feet, slowly feeling every sensation, feeling every itch, feeling every growth sensation. And the whole thing is you keep doing this. You do this for years. Sometimes it takes people less time. And then you just start scanning your body and all those growth sensations become pure wave in your body. Buddha called it kalapas. What's a kalapa? It literally means a subatomic particle. So you basically get rid of sankharas, which are the gross sensations. And then after doing this technique, those gross sensations become kalapas, which are wave forms that you start feeling. And then you transcend the, um, the suffering of this realm and you live a life of harmony. So that story right there to me is an analogy of literally feeling everything, the things that you even blocked right. off to. And through your feeling, you become liberated. Right. But as, so let's say I'm going to the next level. Let's say we complete that, you know, the complete the karma, we heal it. We're still in the world of experience on whatever level and dimension you're on. And I just wonder, so those experiences are coming to us and they are recorded as frequencies. Uh, and then what is the nature of the encoding? And then the soul because it's infinite in a sense and it's multidimensional as well, it accesses it through conscious awareness, but 
I'm just looking for the medium of exchange. It's consciousness with, you can say sensation, but it's not a sensation as the physical, like you're saying, Geraldine, the body has, uh, maybe this is too abstract to have a conversation about, but no, I want to understand. Yeah. I want to understand. So the frequencies are just are recorded, but they're not just recorded as data. They're recorded as accessible awareness. You know, yeah. so that's that's the interface that that I want to understand the access to that. Um, so how to, do we access that? What is the nature of accessing? I say it's feeling, but maybe there's a better word besides feeling. Like when you're remembering something, you're remembering the feeling. It doesn't have to be high. Like you remember what, what you ate for lunch. There's a, like a sense, there's an awareness that comes to, to that because it's, it's recorded forever in the Akashic field. So what is the nature of that? I'm asking you from your perspective. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, I would say the interface is is this consciousness, right? Consciousness is is actually the the, I guess the main form of how we are experiencing all these things. But um, because we are, there is no actual separation between matter and the non physical. We we are both those things. So. What we experience actually goes into a much larger uh, next level understanding of what we are as these human organisms because um, the human, uh, before it even incarnates into this physical body, um, participates in a greater evolutionary cycle of all things. And so our, what designs the lives that we're going to be experiencing through this one fractal physical body um, is a participating in, in a bigger picture. And essentially, we are participating in, in a larger human organism made up of humans that are all having uh, uh, experiences that are basically sending information to source. And source is experiencing, I guess, through our, ourselves, through us, what every daily experience that we have. Um, so... I guess uh, through the physical body, feeling and sensation is basically what we're kind of utilizing to process the information. But that feeling is made up of many different aspects of the physical body. I mean, everything from the nervous system, and we're fine-tuning these tools to allow ourselves to process the data. Um, then the next level of that, going into other dimensional planes, we leave the physical body and we still process information through vibrational frequency because everything is energy, right? So the body is just processing that energetic information, that data, it's processing it. Mm. Um, so but even without the physical body correct. processing data, because yeah. there is like a, what is that, what is that mechanism if we don't? Because we're still conscious, right? Even without the physical body, there's right. still consciousness. So what's the... Yeah, I think that's what I meant, the mechanism so, of consciousness. So it, it's basically yeah. just energy. It's energy. It's frequency. It, and it's frequency on all levels, on but all dimensions. But it's frequency that levels. needs to be felt. I mean, it's frequency, but it needs to... Or the awareness, the medium of awareness. So it could be frequency, but consciousness needs to be... Or, so, 
Yeah, talk about yeah. that. So let's so let's break down what frequency is. All yeah. that frequency is is a shifting and speed of vibrational frequency of oscillation, right? So a lower, heavy, more physical sensation becomes matter essentially becomes solid form because it's moving at a slower wavelength. And so in the physical body, usually we pick up slower frequencies. It isn't until we fine-tune the body into a higher frequency, for example, the heart, the throat, the third eye, that we begin to be receptive to faster-moving frequencies. Right. But essentially, I, the higher... Go ahead. No, 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 finish what you're saying, because it just a thought came. But go ahead, finish what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> essentially, uh, what I see is that the higher we go in our own f uh, frequency we essentially leave the physical body because the physical body is an instrument that can tune into many frequencies, but um, has somewhat a limitation to what it's capable of accessing, okay, in the physical form. That's why when we go into dream time or astral projection, we can access way more, right? We can, we can go into higher dimensional planes, all the way 11, 12, 13 dimensional planes. We can interact in those planes consciously and remember. And all of these experiences that we're having are being recorded in this field, which, you know, you can call it the morphogenetic field, but it's it's this entire organism that we have that is, is basically organizing uh, different vibrational frequencies. So I think right. I think it's frequency, perhaps. Well, no, I'm trying, we're just playing and we're just kind of figuring out, but I think what you said triggered something for me is that, okay, as humans, we have an experience and we have a memory and it's a feeling that's a frequency, but as consciousness... It's sort of like how water has memory. As consciousness, the frequencies are not just something that is encoded. It's something that actually is us. It is we become the frequencies of, of those experiences. So we do it on a human level, but there's also a detachment. But as pure consciousness, we become the, the um, that we become the actual frequency itself. Exactly. We become the energetic fields of that, and we ex and that's the experience. Actually, is the frequency without having to remember the frequency. We are the frequency. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, right. every single human has their own. Uh, frequency and and depending on what we're interacting with or what our belief systems, our resonance changes, and therefore it's actually through resonance that we come encounter to other other frequencies, other experiences. We have the ability we open up to other dimensional planes. We can interact in other dimensional planes, and our frequency changes the more we activate our own uh, you know abilities. So the more that we refocus our attention from the lower aspects of the human experience, literally mastering the lower emotions into the higher heart throat third eye we can then experience higher vibrational frequency and that's the whole point and that's what it means to change your frequency essentially um, when you change your frequency you also change what you're experiencing you are projecting all the experiences that you're experiencing so we, we need to remember that we think that we're a product of something or there's something external to us but we are literally projecting we are creating everything that we're experiencing and it's by vibrational frequency that we do that great 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 well um marina is in the room but so let's awesome. let's just wrap up this Hi, Marina. 
let's so maybe I'll close this or I'll just stop the recording and then I'll start another one so we can start fresh awesome. with this. So thank you everyone for the great chat online. Join us for Mar the Marina Geraldine dialogues <laughs> and um, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Okay, thank you. And subscribe to the station and take out a super chat and we're going to have more. So coming up, Marina Seren and Geraldine Orozco. And